Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Get Your Health Together podcast. I am happy to have you here, and as always, I am pumped about today's episode. We are going to be diving into exercise and specifically the role that exercise plays in your fat loss journey, because this is something that I get endless questions over. But before we get into the nitty gritty, let's start with the win of the week and the mindful moment. So wins. Waking up the morning after an event and just feeling good. If if you don't know, I have been alcohol free for since February of 2022. And you'd think like, okay, you're over it by now. <laughs> but I still have those moments where in a time I would have been like completely drunk, completely hungover, maybe even blacked out in the past, waking up and feeling good and watching everyone around me be like hungover and miserable is just so like, I don't know, like those are the moments I just feel like so much gratitude for myself and like the self-respect that I continuously show myself with choosing to remove alcohol from my life. Um, yeah, it's just like this massive moment of gratefulness. So I went to a college friend's wedding this weekend and the next morning it was like my husband's hungover, <laughs> like everybody's hungover and I'm just like, yeah, let's go like on a walk. Let's go get breakfast sandwiches. Like I'm just doing the normal things and like I feel so good. And it's just so, 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 so far from where I once was. I used to always be the person who like was way too drunk the night before and like too hungover to do anything the next day. And like, I just feel like I have so much more life in me. I don't even know how else to put it. Like I have much more time. I'm, I'm on vacation and I'm able to like wake up at seven in the morning and like explore the town and like go to a new breakfast place and not feel like I'm going to throw up the whole time and not just be like, someone bring me water like I don't know it just feels so good and it always feels like a win like I don't know if I'll ever get over that that win so just had to share it um I think I'm gonna do a little sober October like accountability challenge on my Instagram page so if you listen to the podcast and you want to participate I would love that it's not gonna be like super hardcore like if you fail that's that's fine. You're not going to get kicked out. This isn't like 75 hard, but I just think removing alcohol from your life is an amazing way to improve both your physical and mental health with just one change and finishing up summer. I think it's going to be like a really fun thing to lean into with the support of a group and like I can share my tips and we can all hold each other accountable. So if that's something you're interested in, Look out, look out for it. I'm going to be posting about it more and hopefully we can get started Sunday. If you're listening to this, it is September 27th. <laughs> um, okay, so mindful moment or like aha moment of this week is I was on a mentorship call and um, the mentor said, 
the foundation of how you make decisions is based on who you believe you are and how you believe you operate in the world. And this is something I talk about a lot with my clients um, on social media is identity. Like you have to think about not just doing this action, but being this person or becoming this thing. And if you can make part of your identity or even one of your core values, like the reason for making decisions conducive to your health, it's going to make it so much easier. Um, So like so much of our lives is determined by the way that we view ourselves, right? Basically, everything that happens to us comes from our self-image because everything that happens to us is based on the millions of small decisions that we make every single day. And all of those small decisions are based on what we believe about ourselves. So do you believe that you're capable? Do you believe that you're healthy? Do you believe that you're weak or lazy? Do you believe that you're disciplined? Do you believe that you're loyal? Do you believe that you are compassionate, etc.? If you have those internal beliefs about yourself, you're going to act accordingly. So to change our outcome, we need to be able to see ourselves changing on a deeper level or it's never going to feel aligned. It's always going to feel like you are just playing a role. And I, again, this is a conversation I have with a lot of my clients when they're getting healthier. Like, it's not just, oh, I decided to eat healthy today. It's like, I am a person who eats healthy. I am a person who exercises. I am a person who prioritizes my health and how I feel. Um, And honestly, just my last point, like I used to be a person who was the life of the party and like walked in and was always ripping shots. Like that used to be who I was. And so I understand like breaking the identity that you've had for yourself can be very, very challenging. But ultimately, if you're going to grow and you're going to evolve, it like has to happen. It can't not. So I'm going to repeat the first line again. Write it down if you need to, like take it with you today. But the foundation of how you make decisions is based on who you believe you are and how you believe you operate in this world. So hope that hits today. But transitioning out of the deep stuff, let's get into the topic. Basically, if you've ever wondered, should I be doing more cardio or you've fallen victim to one of the many workout classes claiming that their format is the secret to getting toned or getting long, lean muscles, you belong here. (laughs) Listening to this episode, this is where you belong and I hope it's going to give you a lot of clarity and yeah, give you a lot of clarity. So I'm going to start here with this one thing because I think it's going to be a nice little springboard into the rest of my spiel. And that is the obsession with the idea of calories burned or burning calories. Um, Mainly, of course, talking about like the Apple Watch, you know, and I do think people are starting to recognize that the Apple Watch isn't accurate. Um, But obviously, there's this whole era of like people still do it, you know, go on a workout, post a screenshot of your apple watch like yay i did all these calories burned whatever first of all this is not even accurate it's not second of all even if it was it is irrelevant most of the time at least it is irrelevant um assuming that you are someone who is looking to become more toned which basically everyone has that goal um This means that essentially you want visible muscle definition, which requires two different things. And again, 
I know a lot of people are like, my goal isn't to gain muscle. Like, you know, I just want to be skinny. But like, I promise you, most of the people that you are looking at have more muscle than you think. And like, you want to be toned. If you just get skinny, that kind of equates to like saggy. Like you're not looking tight, you know? Um, So most people want to get toned. It requires two things. First, you have muscle in the first place. You need muscle. And second, you have low enough body fat percentage for that muscle to actually show. That is what being toned is. I will say, the more muscle that you do have, the more fat you can have on top of that and still have like a toned and lean look because the muscle is like showing through, you know? Um, but those are kind of the main qualifiers. So mainly this this episode today, like I'm not just going to be talking about cardio in general. I'm going to be talking about... or exercise in general, I'm going to be talking about exercise and specifically how it pertains to fat loss, okay? So keep the context in mind. Um, How does exercise play into this specific goal and why is burning calories irrelevant? I want you to think about exercise as more about building versus burning, okay? You're going to the gym to build. You're not going to the gym to just burn, 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 burn. And the goal to build muscle is to obviously show that muscle and make you look toned. This means if this is the goal, the nature of your workouts, like your specific planned out exercise sessions should be progressive overload based strength training. Okay. That is the stimulus we need to build the muscle that is going to make us look toned. These strength training workouts will not burn as many calories in comparison to your F45 class or a cardio session or, you know, whatever, according to your Apple Watch, because your Apple Watch is perceiving those calories burned based on like the heart rate monitor and your heart rate just isn't going to be extremely elevated when you're lifting. But to be honest, that is probably making it a better session thinking about the actual goal we have. So think about this, you're actually resting during your, during your sets, you know, you do a set of an exercise and then you rest so that on the next set, you can actually lift again with maximal effort. And you're able to do that every single set versus just getting your heart rate up and lifting a ton of lighter weights and not resting at all, but not actually making muscle gains. You're just running your heart rate up and like moving weights around as a form of cardio. And that's what we see in a lot of these group exercise classes. It's like, okay, you get 15 seconds of rest and now it's more, you know, burpee, squat, whatever the heck. Okay, that is not a way to actually build muscle. So it's not really helping you. And I'm going to get more into that um, because the muscle gains are key. That really is the marker of a successful workout. And again, the group fitness isn't getting you that. It's just the cardio with weights. So the muscle gains, ultimately, these will help you burn more calories like all the time in your life. So it shifts your body composition. When you have more muscle, you are able to maintain your body weight eating more food because muscle is more metabolically active tissue in your body than fat. And basically, you can eat more food and and stay lean. Having muscle makes it easier to stay lean once you get lean, okay? Because that muscle is churning and burning more calories. It's more metabolically active. You need more calories to sustain a body that is muscular than a body that is not. Um, So 
I hope that makes sense. And you know, you're probably wondering, but Lexi, you said that to look toned, you also had to lose enough fat to show that muscle off and losing fat requires a calorie deficit. So why would burning calories in my workouts not matter? You're like, what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. And correct, this is true. You do need to be in a calorie deficit, but primarily, you guys, you are not going to achieve that through your exercise. You're just not. You're primarily going to achieve that deficit through your nutrition. And this is a mistake I see so many people making, and I'm certainly guilty of making in my past myself. Um, you've probably heard the phrase, you can't out-train a poor diet. And it's so, 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 so true. Maybe you're doing your cardio session, a cardio session and like you burn 300 calories in the time that you're doing cardio. Think about how freaking easy it is to eat that back. Think about how easy it is to eat 300 calories. It's, you know, three mini candies from like your office break room, or it's a couple handfuls of pretzels from your pantry, or it's two glasses of wine that you had at happy hour. We just don't really create our deficit through cardio. And to that note, I hear so many times like, oh, well, I like went on a run today. I can eat this. Or on my fitness pal, when they tell you like how many calories you burn from exercise and basically make it so you can like eat those back. That's just putting you in maintenance. You know what I mean? You are not earning food through exercise. You... Your exercise and your food are like, they work in tandem, right? So if I'm maintaining my weight at 2,000 calories in general over time and I'm doing two cardio sessions a week, I don't get to do those cardio sessions then be like, ooh, I get to eat the calories back. Like that 2,000 calories I'm maintaining at is already taking my total cardio allotment for the week into account. I hope that makes sense. Um... Anyways, what I do advise doing with cardio is supplementing with cardio in a fat loss phase to deepen the deficit that you've created with nutrition, okay? It's an additional tool, and I want you to think of it kind of the same as we think about food when it comes to creating a calorie deficit and losing fat, and I explain it to people like this all the time, like cardio and adding cardio to your like fat loss protocol is the same as like manipulating your calories in your fat loss protocol. It's not the same as like going and doing a lifting workout. Like that's completely different. Um, so for instance, if someone comes to me and they're eating 2000 calories a day and they want to lose fat, maybe I'll start by bringing them down to 1800 calories and they will slowly and gradually lose body fat for three, four weeks. And then maybe progress will start to plateau for a couple of weeks. And at that point, we're thinking, hmm, we need to make another adjustment. So if this person is not doing any cardio, if they're now eating 1,800 calories, no cardio, that's when I can be like, hey, let's add two cardio sessions to the mix. And maybe we'll make those cardio sessions 20 minutes. And I'll drop a little bit more of your food, just a little bit, and we'll see what happens. Okay? So that's going to like... That kind of unbalanced the energy balance scale again in favor of fat loss. So now they're in a little bit more of a deficit and they're losing a little bit of weight again. And then eventually that plateaus. So maybe we just that time, maybe we bump our cardio sessions up to 35 minutes instead of 20. Or maybe we just add one more cardio session of 20 minutes in the week. 
see what I mean? Like, see how that works. And, and because this person, this hypothetical situation was starting with low cardio, I'm able to now use that as a tool and like make small adjustments. Um, when I start a client on a fat loss protocol, I very rarely, I mean, I don't even know why I'm saying rarely. I never, <laughs> I never am like, okay, like let's jump right into like five days of 45 minute cardio sessions. I never do that because cardio is not plateau proof. Once you're committed, you're committed. Like write that shit down. Seriously, write that shit down. Cardio is not plateau proof. It is not plateau proof. It is not plateau proof. It becomes your maintenance. Okay. So take us back to that example that I just gave. If I put that person at 1800 calories and two 20 minute cardio sessions, they can't just randomly be like, okay, I'm going to stop doing the cardio. Like, no, the cardio is now part of their maintenance. They lose 10 more pounds. They're doing two cardio sessions and 1800 calories. If they stop doing the cardio sessions, then like we need to drop more food to make up for that. Does that make I hope that makes sense. But it becomes part of your maintenance. It is not plateau proof. It doesn't just keep giving you results forever and ever and ever the way that lifting does. Because lifting, working out with strength training, you're always able to, if you're doing three sets of squats, you're always able to manipulate the load and the tempo and all of that stuff to continue progression. It's never stuck. You're never stuck. You can always vary the stimulus. With cardio, not so much. Um, and the same exact thing that I'm explaining with cardio, that goes for group exercise as well. That is a cardio stimulus, you guys. It is not progressive overload. Your F45 class is not strength training. It's not. Um, it's just getting the heart rate up. Maybe, maybe if you're extremely intentional and you're doing like the same exercise week after week, you could be like, I did 30 pound weights with this last week and this week I'm going to do 40 pound weights. But like, I don't think that group exercise really works like that. Like you wouldn't be doing the same three sets of eight squats week after week, you know, like the class changes. So like, it's, it's impossible for you to progressively overload group exercise. You're just going in there, you're busting your ass, you're getting your heart rate up, and you're not progressing. I have women who, who come and talk to me. Actually, I just had someone last week who has been doing Orange Theory for like years and years. And she's like, it's not working for me anymore. Like, I lost all this weight. And now I'm still doing these F45 classes. And like, I'm not losing more weight. Like, it's not working. And I'm like, well... Yep, <laughs> that's what happens. Your body is completely adapted to that. So basically at this point, you're just doing it to maintain. And that's kind of like depressing if you don't love something or like you don't want it to be part of your routine, you know? So similarly to food, with cardio, you would need to like reverse diet yourself out of a ton of cardio at the end of a diet. Like if I had a client who maybe their maintenance was 2000 calories and you know 8 to 10k steps and we got them down to 1650 calories and four cardio sessions in a deficit i would slowly raise their calories back up and cut their cardio down to get back to that place of maintenance in a reverse diet and i know it feels good to like go to these classes and like sweat your ass off sweat it out 
And I'm not saying you can't do that. Like you can implement it into your routine 100% if it is something that you love and you do it with structure. But like if that is the method that you're losing using to lose fat, it's not going to work. Like if that's the method you're using to lose fat, you are going to hit a sticking point. There's no way that that will take you like the whole way. Cardio isn't what's changing your body. It's not. It's like, it's the same thing as like slashing your calories down isn't what's changing your body, right? If I just decided today I'm going to start eating 1,200 calories, sure, I might lose body fat, but like the look of my body wouldn't really change. I just become kind of like a smaller version of myself. It's doing lifting and having muscle underneath it that would help make me like more toned, more firm, like I have shape in my arms and my legs, my waist looks more snatched. Like that all comes from lifting and building up your muscles. Um, honestly, my body right now is an amazing example of this because of my injury. If you're new here, I have I had ACL reconstruction and my recovery is going very poorly. So my leg muscle has just like completely atrophied on the left side. Um, and you can see like how different my legs look you know so like the muscle is what changes the way your body looks anyways um and with that said like all of this i want to transition into another point one of my pet peeves <laughs> one of my pet peeves is when someone decides that they're going to like run a marathon or do some like endurance based event and deep down i can tell they're like doing it because they think it's going to help them lose weight like they're committing to this big thing because they think okay i'm gonna like do this and i'm gonna run every single day and it's gonna make me lose weight even if they're not coming out and saying it because i get this a lot as well women telling me like when they start coaching with me or get on a consult call like well i love running so much when really i can tell i can tell that they just have this deep-rooted belief that they they need to keep running and they need to keep doing all this cardio to lose weight and they're kind of scared to let it go and I recognize it because again that used to be me and guys like even my first couple of years as a trainer like I've worked in fitness since I when I was in college I worked in fitness for almost 10 years now and even when I was training people and I was like powerlifting like I still felt like I needed to be doing cardio to like get a body that I wanted like I still felt that way um, and at the time, my nutrition was, like, not in check, so I was not getting the results I wanted, but I was, like, I was so scared to, like, release this cardio, um, when in reality, you just, you don't need it, and I don't want this to come off as, like, cardio is bad or you shouldn't do it, because cardio has a slew of other benefits and reasons you should be doing it, like, hello, your cardiovascular health, right? But again, specifically, we are talking about fat loss here. So deep-rooted belief that you need to keep running, doing all this cardio to lose weight, and then I tell them or ask them, you know, well, what if I told you that we can reach your goals without doing, like, five runs every single week? Like, would you still want to do it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, there we go. Like, you don't actually love it. You're doing it because you feel required or like you feel like you have to. So that's always funny to me. But uh, with the running and the cardio obsession, I think people do hide behind these goals just to kind of like force themselves to reach new heights with their cardio. And yet again, this doesn't make sense because 
cardio isn't what's really changing your body and maybe it puts you in a little bit of a calorie deficit but eventually you're just maintaining and look no different because you didn't you didn't gain muscle and and on top of that the goals do not align okay the idea of fat loss and training for an endurance event running a marathon whatever they do not align because that level of performance needs you to be eating at least maintenance levels of food or you you like won't make it through or you won't do well um i had a client she's she's on a cut for her wedding right now she's crushing it she's lost almost 30 pounds and she's been working with me since the beginning of the year maybe february march i don't know um she came to me kind of midway a couple of months ago and she was like hey my friend kind of wants to run a half marathon like what do you think about that and i'm like you can absolutely do it but if you do like you're gonna be struggling trying to run a marathon and perform well on a deficit or we put your fat loss goals on hold and make you eating at maintenance so that you can get through the training session and perform better but like again you have a wedding coming up you know so that was kind of the conversation that we had and ultimately she decided not to run it because like what is the choices we're running her body into the ground putting her in a deficit and amping up her cardio like that's a recipe for disaster you know um i and like with that said if you because i i've had this too where i have women who come to me and they're like well i trained for a marathon and i lost all this weight and then like i gained it back and i couldn't lose it again yeah, because you probably never reverse dieted yourself out of that, right? If you're training for a marathon and you're dropping weight like crazy, that is not a positive sign for your training outcomes. That literally means, hey, you're not feeding your body enough to sustain the level of exercise that you're doing. And I have this post on Instagram that's like, we've all made, or like, we've all made a choice that was like, the worst choice ever in our fitness journey but had like a positive outcome like the shittiest thing that can happen is a positive outcome for for a bad choice and the marathon example is one of these again i've had women come to me and be like well i trained for a marathon and i lost all this weight because say they were eating 2,000 calories and then they were maintaining their weight and then they started training for a marathon they were running five days a week still eating 2,000 calories okay that increased activity level put them in a deficit right so they lose the weight in the marathon then they finish the marathon they cut the running cold turkey they're still eating 2,000 calories well guess what you're gonna gain it back you know like we're changing our energy balance here i hope that makes sense um and while we're on this topic let's talk about another impact of exercise because i've kind of hinted at it but let's just circle back um stress and under recovering Again, kind of already talking about this, but if you are constantly putting your body under this level of stress, your body's going to be mad at you. I don't know what other way to put it. Like, it's called, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but Red S, it's like Relative Energy Deficiency Syndrome. This basically just means, like, you are not giving your body enough energy for, like, the requirement. Like, you are energy deficient. Energy meaning calories, you know? Um... So if you're in this situation, your digestion is going to be a mess, gut-brain connection. So many of my clients struggle with their digestion and it branches from stress. 
and over exercising guess what that is a huge form of stress so if you are having diarrhea or constipation or you know bloating stomach issues it can 100% be related to the fact that you are overtraining, under eating um, and you're likely also going to feel inflamed if you're doing this so like high cortisol you're making your stress hormones all out of whack maybe you're not sleeping enough like all of these things um and again I'm not talking about, hey, I decided to run a marathon, I'm doing cardio every single day, but I'm eating enough to maintain my weight and maintain my performance. You probably will not have these issues if you're doing a ton of exercise and you're feeding your body appropriately for it. But if you're using it as a mechanism of fat loss and you're just grinding, 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 grinding you're probably going to face some consequences. Um, it's just really not an optimal way to lose fat because you keep having to add more, add more, add more. You're better off managing your nutrition, putting yourself into a nutritional deficit, managing your stress, and adding in more low-intensity movement, like walking, so that you're just keeping calorie expenditure up without like grinding your body down because it's just not a good way to do things. And again, that's not saying you can't add in cardio like you can, but taking the approach to fat loss where you're just doing more cardio, more cardio, more cardio, more cardio, that's probably not wise. Um, okay. And again, I'm going to slightly shift gears. I, I promise I'm, I'm going to bring it all full, full circle here. Um, but the, the phenomenon, too, of constantly searching for, like, the best workout to look a certain way or, like, a specific way, um, every trainer comes out and is like, OMG, like, this, this is the program. Like, I have the secret sauce. Like, my program will make you look XYZ. Um, and it's just, it's, like, hilarious to me. I see this with group exercise classes preaching about you know, their specific format being the key to, like, getting toned and long, lean muscles and, like, you know, what, Orange Theory has, like, the splat points, like, you're in these zones for burning and whatever, long, lean muscles if you're doing Pilates, blah, 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 blah. It's all bullshit. It is literally all bullshit, you guys. Um, losing body fat is, is literally just a mechanism of energy balance, and you need to be smart with that over time. And gaining muscle is like, there is no, there is no specific, there are multiple roads to success, right? You could do a bunch of different strength training programs. And if you're putting effort in, you're training hard, you're going to see muscle gains, um, probably, unless your program is just literally garbage. And Again, I'm not saying go to F45 and train your ass off. That's not that's not the same as like a a weightlifting program. But I'm saying if you did my weightlifting program or you did like my best friend coach's weightlifting program, like you're going to see progress in either one if you are training hard enough. And if you're not training hard enough, it doesn't matter if you have the best freaking program in the world, you're not going to see progress. So all these claims of like this program will make you look this way, like it's probably not necessarily true or real um on tiktok there's there's this girl i always get on my for you page she sells a lifting program that she calls like the cut program basically like she had a little bit more muscle probably had a little bit more body fat and then like shows these transformation pictures where she has like less body fat and like 
maybe a little bit less muscle I don't know she just looks leaner to me and she's like it's all from like this training program that I did I'm like no you probably like did a fat loss phase and are doing a little bit more cardio now like I don't know you guys it's crazy out there um or oh my gosh I should do like a whole podcast episode about this but cycle syncing honestly another example that just kills me women showing pictures of themselves like bloated or with more body fat inflamed and being and then like an after picture like looking much leaner like less bloated and being like this is all because of cycle syncing like cycle syncing changed the way i look and these claims are insane and the reason i bring it up now and what led me what led me here down this little rabbit hole is i was talking about stress management and under recovery and like all of these things you guys especially when we look at the cycle syncing it's like this is all just a manipulation of intensity and recovery and i talked about the relative energy deficiency (laughs) relative energy deficiency syndrome and again that's just saying like hey we don't have the fuel to recover um basically like again what i said earlier putting a ton of stress on the system with cardio if you start if you start cycle syncing and that leads you to taking more rest days and getting more sleep like yeah you probably will be less inflamed it's not because you did yoga instead of strength training in your luteal phase it's because you stopped going to f45 every single day it's because you stopped doing two a days of lifting six times a week and then stairmaster for 30 plus minutes every after every single workout it's literally just because you stopped grinding your body down like it's it's not because cycle syncing changed your whole life you know um so all of this said what is the best way to live your life you know what is the best way to live your life for success and this depends um A lot of it depends on like if you are someone who is happy with your body composition right now you do not have the desire to lose fat that might be a little bit different than someone who is going through phases of like periodized nutrition with the intention of losing body fat so the sweet spot for most people that i see is strength training like three to five times a week um I train four times a week. I feel the best I ever have. I definitely used to be the seven times a week, like, I don't miss a day at the gym person. Maybe six, but, like, I was at the gym every freaking day. I feel the best I ever have. I love training four times a week. I love having three rest days. It's amazing. It rocks. I crush it on my four days, and I rest. So three to five times a week for strength training. Um, Step-wise, walking is a daily non-negotiable, guys for health and for weight management. Like your steps should be part of your maintenance, okay? And I have clients that come to me and they wanna lose body fat and they're doing like 2K steps a day. Yeah, for that first fat loss phase, it's kinda nice to be like, let's just try bumping your steps up to 6,000 and watch your body lose fat. But that shouldn't be where you're at all the time. Like steps should be something that are part of your maintenance program. I would say at least 7k for general health a day is what you should shoot for at least six but i would say seven seventy five hundred eight k like anywhere from seven to ten really um cardio so remember with the cardio if something is part of your maintenance already 
you cannot use that to create a deficit for you if fat loss is on your radar for the future, okay? If you love doing cardio and you want to do cardio and you are happy with like the way you're at and you don't want to lose any more weight, awesome. Do two sessions a week and make that part of your normal maintenance routine. Cardio is great for you. Everyone should probably have some low level of cardio in their daily routine for, for their cardiovascular health. Um, I think walking is a great way for most people. Like it's relatively enough, but like do those sessions, you know, or if you want five sessions a week to be part of your maintenance routine, great, do them. Just remember, if you are someone that wants to go into a fat loss phase in the future, you will not have that option really to like bump it up to seven sessions. That's a little excessive. So I would say like if you are someone who does want to lose fat in the future, make sure you're keeping in mind, what can I add to the baseline I'm creating? What can I add to the baseline I'm creating? Or if you are someone who is maintaining and you're doing five cardio sessions a week, but you're eating 2,700 calories, okay, that gives us a lot of wiggle room with your food to see the results. So that's something you wanna think about too. Um, You just want to consider potentially losing the tool of adding cardio and needing to rely on food. So I hope this makes sense. And again, if you're already at an optimal weight for you and you don't ever want to lose more fat, that is not on your radar, you just want to stay where you are, then yes, find a nice balance of strength training, cardio, and steps that works for you that you can keep up with relatively consistently, you know, forever. (laughs) Um, For me, I maintain my weight walking around 8 to 10K steps a day. I love my walks eating around 2,100 calories, and I don't really do any formal cardio, like, on the reg. Um, I do, like, hike on the weekends, like, or, you know, skiing, like, stuff like that. Randomly, maybe I'll go to, like, a class here and there if I'm, like, with a friend and it's fun, like, that type of thing. Um, But if I suddenly decided, like, oh, I want to actually start running three times a week for 45 minutes, but I'm not in a fat loss phase, that would just mean I would need to increase my calories from that 2100 to maintain my same weight. Or I would drop a little bit of weight and just maintain a little bit lower, and that would be my new normal. But if I ever stopped doing that cardio, again, I would need to consider that. So I hope that this makes sense. I know I'm kind of rambling and like giving a lot of examples. Um, It really, really is just a lot of kind of like trial and error. And that is why it's it's really important and and can be super helpful, frankly, to have a coach, like shameless plug, um, having a coach because being consistent with it and examining the data is what's necessary. You know, you need to be able to identify, hey, my movement is standardized at around 7K steps a day and I do two cardio sessions a week and this is how much I'm eating and I'm maintaining. Like that's vital information to know. And a coach is someone who can really help break that all down for you. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, what the heck? Or you're like, whoa, I'm scared to do that reverse diet. Or like, I'm scared to cut down my cardio. Like a coach is a key resource for all of that. I have I have so many women who come to me and they're spending 200 plus dollars a month on group exercise studio memberships that they openly admit, hey, I've been doing this for years and I'm not seeing any results, but they are scared to give it up or they don't want to give it up to instead spend that money on coaching where we can actually implement 
true strategy and I can look at nutrition, workouts, cardio, and all of the variables with structure or strategy to get them the results and make it make sense for them and like set them up for life without just aimlessly walking into group exercise classes again and again and again and again, hoping for different results. Clearly, this is something I feel passionate about. And again, it's not like these things are bad. I do not want this podcast to come off as like cardio is bad, group exercise is bad. You know, all movement is good movement. It depends on your goals. I'm talking in the context of fat loss, and I hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, But if this is something that you do feel like you need, reach out to me via DM. Let's start talking through your situation. I would love to be a resource for you, and I also do free console calls. So my DMs are always open. I don't bite, I promise. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here, though, you guys. But thank you for listening. If this resonated with you today, if you learned something, please, 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 please take a couple of seconds to drop a five-star rating on Spotify, review the podcast on Apple, or even better, share this to your social media and tag me. Help me spread the word. I would be forever grateful to you. So thank you so much, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Get Your Health Together podcast. I hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun. If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.